Welcome to Thames Festival Trust Podcasts. In this episode, Musicity times Thames, Felix Taylor composer and Tide Changes artist Sean T. Ross chat about how the River Thames and water influence their art and why the merging of these valuable elements of our life is so crucial. Hi, uh, I'm Sean T. Ross. I'm a material designer who's currently working with uh, some ceramics for my project with the Thames River Festival. Uh, where I'm harvesting clay from the River Thames and using it to construct a modern interpretation of a Victorian water filter. Uh, I'm also going to then make a set, a tea set and teapot to go along with that. And then using this whole set, I'm going to use the Thames River water to make a cup of tea. I'm Felix Taylor. I'm an artist and composer from South London. For this project, I've been working with Musicity and Uber Boats to compose a piece of music about the River Thames, specifically the, the journey from London Bridge to Royal Wharf. And I've made this kind of five movement, ten minute, miniature movement, ten minute piece that uses music and field recordings from the journey. In the uh, river samples I collected, it's like you were getting this gravitational distillation of the, the kind of the three layers of silt, sand and clay. And I started realising that you could just scrape off that little top layer of clay and I started making like little miniature things from it. The river naturally does what it would do in a jar and you get these like little clay slips that will appear at low tide along the river and if you kind of like time it right you can just sort of go down hunt for these clay slips and then start like kind of scraping off the top layer and I just started collecting loads of clay like this and then try to try to bring it back round to almost like a kind of a physical thing made at the end of it. I think I went to where the uh, the London docks to the Maritime Museum there and they had this model of a uh, Victorian water filter which had been unearthed during the Olympic Park excavations so I kind of started like looking at that and then trying to make a like contemporary version of what that was because I think of like the qualities of like the what's in the kind of the mud and the fact it's quite organic and natural it's it was self-glazing so it's got like a, a weird purplish kind of color to it uh, with like some little kind of uh, almost golden specks, which is quite nice. And that's just from like what's naturally in the clay? I can't tell if it's what's naturally in the clay or what's unnaturally in the clay. I think it's possibly a combination of both. Uh, and I think through my research as well, I started realizing that, that like, as I'm sure like kind of a lot of people who spend time focusing on the river start to know, it has like natural kind of like flows uh, and then also unnatural flows. Yeah. So it's like kind of similar with your project, I think, yeah. when you're kind of saying like how it transitions and changes, you move along the river, it's like you have this, this natural thing and then this urban environment which is almost impinging on it. Constantly messing with it and changing its yeah. course, yeah. And I think it's the same way with the clay, like if you have, depending on what outlet's a little bit further up or if there's like a, a field that has a fertilizer, it can then impact what your, how the, yeah. Or, or inversely, if there's like a little oyster bed somewhere, the oyster shells may clean it a little bit. So you get like this, yeah, this little give and take. And then, okay, I'm very, I'm curious about the, um, the actual tea. We were saying, I don't know if I touched the tea. <laughs> what, like, I don't know. The, the tea scares me. Uh, so essentially it uses a, um, it's a three-tiered water filter, and you kind of use like larger things like sort of stones, a layer of sand in one, and then uh, also some charcoal. Is it a good cup of tea? Taste-wise, it was it was quite horrible. Because <laughs> I think it's um, 
it's going through the charcoal. So you're getting this weird kind of like, it, it gives it a weird kind of uh, grayish color because the, the water's coming out slightly murky from the charcoal filtration. So it's, yeah, tasty. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I think it's quite a good indicator of, of the health of the River Thames now. So I think 200 years ago, it was declared like, oh, I think within the last 200 years, it's been declared biologically dead. And mm. now it's got life in it again. It's so it's this idea that like, again, most of the odds and like with a lot of things in, in environmental senses sort of like tanking and going downhill we suddenly have like the Thames River recovering from the initial like industrial abuse that it went, went through and I think that's what this project's kind of about it's like trying to show that like whilst there is a lot of this negativity going on it's almost like there's still some some pos environmental positivity. The, the rhythm of the river is like untouched really by all of these things there's like such there's such a power to it that it doesn't, it's not affected by how big the buildings in Canary Wharf are. It's not like, none of that has anything to do with what you feel when you get on the river really, physically. So I guess it's, it is about both. Um, but I think in terms of, in terms of the sounds, I guess the best way to describe it is like electronic, but classical music, I guess. And I think that kind of perfectly represents the kind of the industrial nature of quite a lot of what you see either side but then the kind of very pure feeling that you get when you're actually on the river like we are now. I think as well the history of the river as well like that kind of like the tradition like we're in central London like a very yeah. historic place where like kind of like classical would have been huge but like now it's like there's been a huge shift towards electronic and well, like yeah, sure. marrying that it seems very appropriate. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely feels like that. It's like the tools that a classical composition can afford you, like these, like, I don't know, it's like, it's, there's like a sense of wonder and adventure and maybe even grandness, like kind of a grand feeling. I guess that's why I went that way. It's like, you know, it's, it's like almost a bit campy. It's almost like a bit, um, like theatrical. Quite like that, quite like that idea of like adventure, like and again because yeah. it's like that journey along the exactly. river. Like there's loads of secrets on the river, oh. and again because it's like that, the the it's a tidal river, so it's like these things get revealed at certain yeah. times, yeah. like, and you just like I think on initially when I was gathering stuff because I was having to like go by the tide tables as well. Right. Like I think there was one morning I was down on the river at like five six a.m. And it's like you just see a completely different side to central London, sure. like from being there at that time with like a bucket and spade and like wellies on. Like it's just, yeah. It's... Come back later in the day and it, you can't see any of it. It's yeah. just sort of gone. All gone and then suddenly like throngs of people just exactly. like everywhere. Yeah. You think of central London as being less, it's almost like it's less accessible. It's like, as you say, there's the reasons to go there, there there's, you know, Going and hanging out in central London, just hanging out, it doesn't really make sense to me. But coming somewhere like this, or Bermondsey Beach, or Surrey Keys, makes so much sense to me. Like, as a place of, like, I guess natural beauty. Yeah. But I think it's, again, it's that thing of, like, rediscovering the river. By being around it, you're rediscovering the secrets that, like, normally a local would find right, exactly. but like because we are technically locals but aren't in the area because mm. it, 
because of the way that, it, that things are currently set up, like you miss out on those secrets. Yeah. And it's like, almost like rediscovering them is actually really like, I don't know, it makes you feel closer to the city. Yeah, exactly. It makes you feel closer to the city. Yeah. I feel like when I'm listening to music, especially a piece of music that I'm really engaged in, I'm on some, something else's time. I'm not necessarily thinking about time and how I'm moving through time in the same way. And I think it's the same with a body of water. That that's, it just changes my, my perception of me moving through time and experiencing time. Maybe it's to do with the fact that it has such a strong rhythm, a strong and like independent rhythm and, and very complicated rhythm. Maybe, maybe it's that. And then, and then maybe in the, same, in the same way, also the fact that it's just ever-changing, which is also something I think about with music a lot, is the fact that this kind of feeling of like progress and, you know, it, something never being the same twice, which again goes back to why it's kind of in different movements and each movement has its own kind of character, but it still feels like one thing, same as the river. In, it's, I mean, it's, it's like a cliche at this point, but you never look at the same river twice. You can never step out the same river twice. It's always constantly changing, evolving, and moving around. I think that's really nice. Like, again, it's that like kind of idea of the river just not really caring, or not, it's been here before we were, and like before London was set up, and it's part of the reason why London's here. Yes. But it's exactly kind of, it has its own rhythms and its own, yeah. own flows. So it's kind of outside of it at the same time, which is really, something really nice about that. Yeah, it's something really nice, and it's something really nice about, I guess, in the way like being able to just like kind of surrender yourself to that. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do about the fact that this boat is going like this. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about, well, like how quickly a boat gets to where you're trying to get to. Yeah. This, it's in, it's in the river's hands which hopefully is like a feeling that you can get from the music, I guess, is that you're being carried by something and it's just gonna keep moving and going, yeah. That's really nice, like it's quite, almost like quite comforting thing. Yeah. And again, it's like being locked in from the last couple of years for like lockdowns and stuff and like having that kind of like cut off from like green spaces and like blue spaces like water, you kind of sort of see the importance again yeah, when you can see it in person and I think especially in like a city where you're so everyone's always in a rush yeah. and yet there's this huge river running through the center of it which is polar opposite yeah. to that kind of like moves rush yeah. yeah so maybe we should all be taking the river boats we should all be taking the river boats we should all forget about clocks yeah no I'm joking <laughs> don't do that but yeah it's it's just it's like I think it's a, just an important thing to connect with yeah. it's like just being able to be on something else's rhythm for a bit and realise that your life's not going to fall apart if you f float along a bit. That's already made me feel a little bit better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For more information on our projects and events, head to thamesfestivaltrust.org. Supported by Arts Council England, Mayor of London and Port of London Authority. Recorded at Butler's Wharf and with thanks to Livitz Group.